being too early. Yeah, we can talk about that. <laughs> ten, okay. ten minutes early. Yeah. Okay. So tell me why I'm texting. I'm texting Jaeger. I'm telling him, okay, I'm be late. I'm literally brush my teeth. 10, 10. Okay, 10, 10. He told me Roger that, right? I said, okay, he's not going to come early. I'm getting ready. I'm listening to Tab and Chance, the podcast. And I just hear somebody knock on my door. I said, I know damn well. This is not Jaeger in my door. I looked at the people. I ain't got no glasses on so I can barely see. I said, this is motherfucking Jaeger. I opened the door. He just walking in. I'm like, you know, you you early. You early as hell. 100%. 10 minutes early to oh everything. Oh, my goodness. No, we is not in the military mindset right now. Just because you taking leave soon. I got to go to work tomorrow, okay? You got to um, go. You got to work tomorrow? Unfortunately. Oh, Ooh. not really. Oh, you know, I got to get my passport, so. Oh. Mm-hmm. I'll be. I'll go to first formation, Half I think. Day. Yeah. And it's probably nobody going to come pick me up. I'm going right back here. But, you know, I'm really bad at, like, traveling. Like, I see it all the time. Like, I get on the train and I'll just be lost. I don't know why. On the train? Mm-hmm. Why? I don't know. I just sit there and I'm like, okay, I'm, I, and I'm so anxious, right? So I'm looking at the, the, the stations of what's coming and what's coming and what's coming. And for some reason, I will still miss it. I'd be so lost. Yeah, I got to show you something quick. Okay. This shit. This shit right here has saved my life. You going to talk about the, the subway thing? Yeah. Oh, that's Naver? Naver, right? I don't have Naver. So let, it, 10 second download, super small. Easy to do. Let's say you want to go wherever the hell you're trying to go, right? Mm-hmm. This is where put, I normally put, go. Put Seoul. Well, where at in Seoul? I don't even know what it's like. Myeongdong? I don't even know what it. Right? <laughs> I'm leaving tomorrow. I don't even know where it's at. What? I don't know what passport place there. I got to go ask. Password ask place? The passport. Oh, passport. Oh, the embassy. Oh, the embassy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You'll be getting your passport at the embassy. Uh, U.S. Embassy. Oh, it's right next to us. Right next to who? It's right next to base. Who embassy? The embassy. The Not U- our embassy. USA and Korea. Embassy of But USA I need to go Korea. to the one in Seoul. Okay. All right, gotcha. Because I don't you, think gotcha. that one does it. Then we will look. Oh, is that it? Oh, yeah. That okay. is the one? So two, right? Then you click this. How long is it going to be to get there? See, this is Subway. Is that an hour? Uh, 73 minutes. Oh, my goodness. Right? And then here, this is the best one for you. So that's an hour and 55 minutes total. Mm-hmm. And it shows you where to get on at. And it shows you where to get off at. Right here. So all you got to do is look out for that station on that monitor up top. Mm. Then it'll take you down. And it'll show you where to walk from the station. I got to walk to another station? No, no, no. You just walk. From the station to oh, the place. Oh, to the next place. Yeah, okay, that's better then. It'll show you a walking path. It yeah. shows you where the train goes, everything. I've been needing a step-by-step. Like, I'm the type of person where if you're going to tell me to do something, I need to t- know I- exactly everything. I mean, if you say look to the right, I need to see the pizza, the pizza shop. I need to see everything, okay? I need to see it all. It depends on how well you want the task done for me. Like, In what way? If you tell me to... Go shred up that stack of papers, right? Mm-hmm. If I don't know that there's a paper shredder, right? I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit there and rip it. <laughs> oh I'm gonna sit goodness. there and rip that paper. Uh uh-uh. uh. Right. No, no, no. As to where you you would be like, well, what you want me to do with that? Like, yeah. How, where, how do you want me to? Sh- what? Yeah. I'm, I I'll ask some questions now. I ask questions. Mm-hmm. I feel like asking questions for me is too much. Why is it like a some traumatic thing that you're scared to ask questions? Nah. Maybe, but probably not because, mm. like, you tell me to do something. Oh, okay. Uh-uh. That's it. Okay. And Mm-mm. I'll go do it. I if, know. Uh-uh. If it's not done the right way, you should have told me the right way the first time without me having to ask. Yeah, but me, I'm the type of person where I just, I ask a lot of questions. Sometimes it's a bad thing. I know I was in high school. Um, I had some teachers, maybe like one or two, who I guess they wanted you to be more individual like think of stuff yourself and i do do that but when it comes to like work i want it to everything to be perfect like i would do something like well what about this like i'll ask a question about this or this or that because i didn't want to like fail or anything like in 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 school so i they and they would get irritated because they wanted you to to you know just think for yourself i'm like well i don't need to think for myself i want to pass the test i want to i want to i'm going to graduate you know i want to graduate honors well my school was totally different what? 
Like, I may have gotten kicked out, but I was there for a little bit, mm-hmm. right? And what I did experience was step by step by step by step by step. Mm-hmm. This is how you do it. This is what you need to do for it. This is the topic. This is like, they give you steps for everything. Mm-hmm. It's impossible to mess it up. I like that. And I messed it up. <laughs> I messed it up. Well, why though? Because you didn't ask questions? No, I had, um, I struggled with learning when it comes to paper, mm-hmm. right? Paper and electronics. And you tell me to sit in front of a book and do something that doesn't interest me. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to. Yeah. I don't I don't feel like I can be deep enough into that subject to actually learn it. Mm-hmm. And it, it becomes more of like a ADD, ADHD thing yeah. where I can't concentrate at all mm. on that subject or um, task at hand that I was given. Yeah. I like I like teachers who they they change the way of teaching for the students. You know, like some teachers like I'm going to teach this way. This is the only way I'm going to teach the entire time. Right. Like some people, some students, they can't learn the way that you want them to learn. I know I had one teacher, I was in 12th grade, and she was my math teacher. Homegirl, the way she talked, she was just like, if she she could have um, had a job of making people go to sleep. She talked so slow, and it was so eerie, but so calm at the same time. And she just, the way she would talk and move, it's like, damn, are we, are we in slow motion right now? And then everybody would be going to sleep and stuff, we would be so tired. And you know it's math. You know, you can't mess around math. Some classes you can mess around and like, you know, doze off a little bit. But in math, you go to sleep for two seconds. You lost. You done missed out. It's got so many steps, you know? Yeah. Step one, step two. You got to do this. You got to divide that. You got to multiply that. It's like, uh-uh. Can't. I can't do it. Well, that reminds me of my my English teacher mm-hmm. who was uh, Miss Shaw or, mm-hmm. or uh, now it's Miss Anderson. I don't know if she still works there or not, but... Absolutely lovely teacher, to an extent. Um, but, <laughs> to an extent. <laughs> but um, when she taught class, mm-hmm. she did it by the book, mm-hmm. right? It was it was English. So I'd, she'd either read the book or go through whatever it was we were doing, explain the task, whatever. But she did it so slow, so long, mm-hmm. but it was extremely detailed. The only thing that kept me awake during that time is every time she made the s sound it whistled in between her teeth (laughs) and it was so annoying and Mm -hmm. i think that's the only reason why i was able to stay up and half pay attention to that class Mm -hmm. because that class made no sense to me i do not understand english at all but if you look at the way i write you you'd have thought that english was my favorite subject in school Mm. yeah I don't know, I feel like there should be a middle ground. I feel like we should have a conversation, just like like people in charge to have a conversation about like how we change the way we teach because we don't realize they don't realize how much education is so important. They say education is important, but they don't really know that this generation is learning differently than previous generations. You know, like we don't do the same things that we did before. Sarmac, mm-hmm. with the MVG training. Mm-hmm. If he'd have done it by the book, all of us would have been passed out. We'd have been hundred percent. We'd have been pushing. And it was late, late at night. Right. Uh. Uh-uh. We had a whole work day. I couldn't did it. But this man thought of a way mm-hmm. to keep us entertained and still learning. Educate about um, learning and being educated on the equipment that we were supposed to be using. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like how we have different people. They. They understand that everything isn't going to work how it worked before. Right. And even then, it didn't even work well. But they realize that we're a whole different generation. And we're not going to sit here and listen to you talk about that the entire time being focused. There's so many times we had classes for, for training in the military. And it was just like, okay, I really didn't get nothing from it. You know? Weapons classes. Yeah, 100%. When we sit in that room and like, we take apart, answer all these random questions that we really don't know the answers mm-hmm. to. And it's just shotgun training where it's just a shotgun blast of information. And they just expect us to pick up on it and know the answers. Yeah. They said, they said, take this apart, Smith. I'm looking at the weapon. I'm like, take one apart. Okay. What do you want me to start at? Cause I don't even, I don't even know where to start at. Right. But I tell you, I'm just, oh, the military. But yeah, I didn't didn't tell you offline about me going to Alaska. I'm pretty sure that is going to be my, my next duty station. I don't mind being overseas though. I don't mind it no more. Alaska's cold. Yeah, but it's like I like, got I got used to it now. Like my home is cold. Mm-hmm. 
Like I live in northern Wisconsin. It's cold almost year round, right? We get seventy degree summers mm-hmm. at the max. But it's it's cold. You get in the winter. Oh that's yeah. like that's like frostbite. You stay out too long, you done. Yeah. You done done. It's a lot of benefits going to Alaska though. Uh, the the disadvantages is um, you know, you can't get everything mailed to you. Like it's like some places, like some things just can't get mailed to you because it's Alaska, you know, and it's like so much going on. But then there's like other things of like you get more money because you can't do that. And, you know, I need to stock up and, you know, save a little bit more because I done been spending too much here. Yeah, that's how I feel. My bank, my bank dry. Absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. But we got taxes coming up. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be getting, hopefully, depending on how this whole meal deduction, whatever, mm-hmm. decides to roll out with mm-hmm. I will be getting that money. I will be making sure because that's like that's like four grand. Yeah. You think I'm going to cop out a four grand just because they didn't follow the paperwork correctly? Nah, nah that ain't happening. Nope. Yeah. I thought mine. Money. Yeah. I thought mine in. Man, I looked in the thing. I was like, oh, okay, well, they're supposed to email me soon about, you know, did it get accepted? I looked at that thing. It said February 29th. Was it February or January? January 29th. They said they don't open the um the tax plates until January 29th. And I was like, oh my goodness, I gotta wait that long. Then I gotta process it too. But I don't know why my the went I did down doing I asked Arm because I was like, well, what's the free site for the military? This man said tax layer. So I thought that was the military one, right? Yeah. Cause this was before um sorry, Bass said it in the cacao. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, well it's too late now and already filed. But he told me this this tax layer, and I don't know if it's them specifically, but they don't start filing taxes until, you know, later on. So So Growing up for me, like when I got out of high school, okay, when I got my education, mm-hmm. my GED and my high school diploma from my alternative stuff that I did, um, I went and got a job. You know, I had to file my own taxes. I was 18, doing my thing. And when I went to file my taxes, um, I've been doing it since I was 16. Mm-hmm. Um, when I went to go file my taxes for the first time, um they told me to try and figure it out on my own. If I can't figure it out, hold it off, do it next year. Cause you have a certain amount of years before mm-hmm. it becomes like null and void. Right. Mm-hmm. So the next year, because I couldn't figure it out the first year, the next year um, I was given a chance to figure it out. And they said, if you can't figure it out in a week, we're going to help you out. We got somebody that you can pay and they'll, they'll do your taxes for you. Mm-hmm. Right. And since then, that is what I've been doing. Mm-hmm. I will, I email everything to her and then I send her 70, 70 bucks and it's done. I, I just wait, right? I trust what she does. I trust who she is. She's been great to my family and I, I continue to stick with that because that's something that I'm used to. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to like filing online, I've heard like TurboTax and like all these, like H&R too. Block does a taxing thing too. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't trust that. For I wouldn't get into it with those. Mm-mm. Because there's been claims that people have been audited mm-hmm. and they get put in jail because they filed their taxes wrong. But it was through TurboTax. Mm. But they can't they can't say that TurboTax did it. It's not that they can't say that they did it, but it's on them to make sure their taxes are right. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter if TurboTax was right or wrong. It's you chose to do that. And your taxes were wrong. Yeah. You're the one that's in the wrong. Yeah. I When I did it on TaxSlayer, so um, they ha- I think they had a different section where, like, you can just give it to them and then they'll do it. Yeah. But then, like, there was one part where, like, I couldn't upload it because it wasn't uploading on the computer. I said, like, you know what? I'm just going to type in my damn. I just sit there and just typed it. So if it is, if it didn't mess it up, it's on me. But, you know, I work in the office, you know, more than a lot of other people. So it's it's easier for me to just... I'm really more focused. You know, it's like I can do that 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 desk thing. I can sit in that desk and correct all that kind of stuff. So it's not an issue for me. Speaking of the office, that's where they got me going next month. Yeah, I heard. So I'm, try- I'm going to try to get Jaeger in there before he leaves. The whole month. I'm going to purposely fuck up. Oh, my goodness. Just so they Mr. Kwanko said, get him out. Where is Smith? Yeah. Okay. Oh, my goodness. I know you don't like to be outside. I don't. I don't like to be inside. I'm going to figure out a way to make this work. I might mess up. Let me not say that because you know they be listening. I was saying I'm mess about um thirty one fifty one or something else. Oof. Get his ass up out of here, but yeah, this whole thing like I don't mind the like we need to learn every spot, right? Mm-hmm. Like I get that, 
but really do we mm. do we really mm. like i can do everything outside yeah, yeah. everything yeah like i can do i can do issues i can do utf i can do residue mm-hmm. i can do vehicle inspections it don't matter mm-hmm. put me behind a computer you fucked up yeah you you done fucked up me and computers don't get along i'm like a i'm like a 90 year old man that just got his first phone mm-hmm. like smartphone mm-hmm. right that been using a flip phone his whole life yeah started off with alexander graham bell with mm-hmm. his fucking the whole fucking ring plug it in <laughs> like i would like to be directed to with this line right mm-hmm. and they just got to be there at the right time i ain't like that i can't do that mm-hmm. nope i i function like an old man in my brain it's like i do the outside stuff it's hands-on it makes sense mm-hmm. put me behind the computer it just won't work yeah, I like a little refresher though. I like, you know, I'm in the office, but you know what, Mr. Quan don't really need no help right now. So let me go ahead and go over here and um, you know, get out, go outside, and you know, it just it feels different. Like I think that it's important that we all know how to do the elite, the least about, you know, like just the minimum of what our job encompasses. But after that, let us go free. You know, sometimes I do want to go outside and you know do a little vehicle inspection, but I'm gonna go right back in afterwards. You know, right. a little, little, little skittle scuttle, but. I think they don't realize that sometimes when things work, it's okay to keep them as they are. Yeah. If it's like not hurt, like if everybody's like mutually in, in agreement. How it was when we first got here. Mm-hmm. When when you first got here, I had UTF. Mm-hmm. Chappelle, whoever it was, mm-hmm. usually Chappelle and what, Rod, mm-hmm. they had issues, mm-hmm. right? And whoever was extra went to residue, Yeah. right? And you stayed behind the desk. Cause you like that. Yeah, I was good at UTF. Chappelle, he was decent. He was good at um, Issue. issuing. So why change something that that already functions well? The gears are turning. New people, right? And then we get new leadership. Everything starts changing. Well, why aren't our gears moving? Mm-hmm. What do you expect? You changing everything? Yeah, right. You change a gear. You got to put oil back in. You can't just toss us in there and expect yeah. us to work. And then some gears that you move to this place and that place they're gonna need a moment to even be to even move a little bit you know it's gonna it's gonna take some time for it to to crank up they don't realize that it's like it doesn't happen like that and they and they know truly they know that we are the ones who they said it before that the lower enlisted are the people who actually really run the military just the same as like the people of of our country like we are the ones that make things happen if it wasn't us and then we didn't do it. They sure in the hell weren't going to do it. Right. So, I don't know. I think that we just need to stand our ground, you know? 100%. I'm like, look, we done learned this. Now let us do what we need to do. And speaking of that, we can talk about it and go in depth of the real conversation now, you know, because I'm ready now. I'm fired up. Oh, you ready? <laughs> about how, um, you know, how society has a certain way of, you know, certain gears being in place. And, you know, some of us... We see the gears in different ways. You know, we see it in different ways. It may not be this way or we don't think it should go that way or, you know, so just give us, you know, let's really talk about the situation. A hundred percent. So for me, right, growing up in a small, really small area compared to you, at least, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Population 50, right? Like that's, I don't know what your population is where you live. But I'm sure it's a lot more than 50. It is. Right? Um, it was tight-knit. Everyone um, kind of had their thing. Nothing really changed. We had, it's far right for the most part. Like, yeah. I ain't even gonna lie. We read 100% where we live. But um, I'm down for any, like, how do you explain, changes, right? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm okay with change. But the people where I live aren't really like okay with that Mm. because they're so used to what they got that they just don't want to change it. Yeah. Where like if we did right, switch up things with the government, et cetera, like what we got going on, add new shops, you know, get rid of some of the shops that really aren't functioning well um, and put up some new ones. Right. Like, I don't know, take, take down the old cafe. That thing ain't been making money for years, Mm -hmm. for years. It's just the same old people that go in there every morning, Mm-mm. drink their coffee, get their eggs and hash browns, whatever it is, get out of there, come back. And it's it's wild to think that I come into this this world in the army, right? Yeah. And I meet people like like you and Chappelle, Rodriguez, right? Y'all 
kind of from big areas, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like big areas. The biggest area I ever been in was like, like, like tiny compared to what y'all got. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the ideas that come out of each spot blow my mind. Yeah, and how I was raised versus how y'all was raised in the city is huge difference on impact and how we think on things Mm. right um at work what i might think is like common sense right um to people in the city may not be it it may not be Mm. right like for me right this for some reason this car smoking all right well i'm gonna open the hood look at everything as to where like someone who wouldn't know anything about cars right they would call someone right away mm-hmm. instead of looking to see if it's an emergency first or like etc yeah. mm-hmm. they would call someone hey this is this is happening what do i do where i would just try and attack it because i know enough about cars because i grew up sustaining myself you got to know how to take care of a car a house you got to do all these things on your own and um there is no calling somebody else because we don't have someone else mm-hmm. And it changes, it drastically changes the way people think. Um, Where you guys in a city could get help for anything. Mm. Because you guys have outlets for everything. easy access. Right. And we have ourselves. Yeah. Like, I hunt, I fish, that's my food. That's the majority of my food for the year. Yeah. We hunt for the winter, deer hunting, we, we get venison for the winter, and that's what we eat. And to some people, that's crazy absolutely wild (laughs) you killed you killed that like yeah Mm. like that's normal for me yeah but it's it's crazy to think for me that other people would never even imagine of like hurting an animal right and i say hurting in that way because to me it's natural selection i'm not really hurting the animal it's just the way the world rotates 100 percent. i think um you can get into like the specifics of like how some people believe, you know, how vegans are. Some people yeah. believe like, you know, but when it gets down to it, it's like all of of our bodies are like of, of, of how we live. You know, like we're meant to continue the cycle of, you know, birth and then death. And like, you know, it's interchangeable. It's like a cycle over and over and over. But um, I want to go back to what you said in the beginning about, you know, just where you're from and like comfortability wise. Yeah. Of, like how people are so used to a certain way. I think it becomes a bigger issue is when we stay so secluded. Like, you know, where you're from is what Wisconsin, right? Yep. Yeah, like central Wisconsin, middle of nowhere. Yeah. Like where there's like that same mindset. I think that's when it gets so, such a bigger issue of why we can't like, I, I guess, be different and agree because we don't see enough of each other. We don't live, you know, like I, I, and people can correct me if I'm wrong, but I've never seen actual change until, you know, in the Civil War where they were all fighting for different things, really. Like, you know, right. the, the North and the South. But the South, they didn't, they were kind of like, racism was still there, right? 100%. But they, they had to, they used the slaves and then the 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 the, the people who were fighting against the North, they came right. together. And then there, there was a sense of connection. And... At, at some point from living together and trying to survive together, they understood that we may not agree to, on the same things, but we're all moving towards the same path of wanting to live and be happy. 100%. So I think that when we talk about why the country is still so, so divided and there's so much resistance is because we don't have enough of showing different kinds of people. You don't understand this person. That's why when, when you see them, you're like randomly someday, you're like, okay, well now I'm conflicted. Because it's more so of a an internal war for some people because they don't they don't it's not it's not comfortable for them and that's fine, but the issue becomes when we let it become a physical thing or a thing where you have the intention of hurting somebody. It's okay because there's times when like I don't understand people. Like I had to sit down and be like, okay, well, why did this person think this way? They're not me. Right. So like I have to find out why does this person think that I shouldn't be happy or I shouldn't do this. Like, why do they think that way? I had to ask myself that. Well, where I'm from, mm-hmm. right? So we're talking about like differences in the, in the communities and why we can't connect, right? So in my community, mm-hmm. 
it's predominantly white, right? Straight. Like, it's what you would imagine um, the far right would be. Like, mm-hmm. the far right, like extreme right. Um, predominantly white, um, straight. Like, it, it, it don't get more right than that, <laughs> right? It, it really doesn't. Yeah, yeah. We all got guns. We all got, like, it doesn't matter how you see it. Mm-hmm. It's, that's what it is. And we have, right, African-American black families around. Uh, we have Hispanics and stuff like that, but they're not, like, out there. Mm-hmm. They're um, kind of closed in. I don't know if they don't feel comfortable in the neighborhood or if maybe um, where the people that I know just haven't gotten a chance to associate with them at all. Mm-hmm. But I haven't seen in my area any African-American people out or black people in general out in public, mm-hmm. right? Maybe um, during a parade, right? I might see it, but for all I know, they're from out of town. Mm-hmm. But when I went to school, we had three out of our whole school um, that were African-American or black, right? Um, the rest was Native American, white, and Hispanic. Mm-hmm. Real low on the Hispanic, like um, maybe five-ish, depending on the families. But we didn't have a whole lot of... Um, conversing between cultures, everything was still kind of stuck in the um far right. We're stuck in the straight is the way, like um things like that. And I grew up with that being uncomfortable for me. Mm. Um, I play video games a lot, mm. so I live in a country, not a whole lot of people around me. So growing up, I didn't have anyone else except for the people I knew on my Xbox. Mm. So where they're from kind of came into me. Mm-hmm. So they're telling me about how they have like all these like African-American black people. They got, um, I'm talking to Hispanics. I'm talking to all sorts of different people from different backgrounds all over the world. Mm-hmm. And it blended in with me and it helped me understand culture a little bit more. But I'm still got it in the back of my mind. Like mm-hmm. this is where I'm from, right? I was raised like this. But I don't think like everyone else Mm -hmm. because I've tried to accept and meet new people in that way. Yeah. Because being different isn't bad. And at this point, there is no being different. Mm -hmm. It's being who you are. Yeah. There is, there's no difference between people. Mm. You are who you are. Yeah. No one's the same. No one's different. You a human being, I'm a human being. But the way we grow up, the way we're raised, what we know, everyone's upbringing makes who we are, who we are. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where people get confused on where it can be different as in you are who you are versus difference, you know? Yeah. yeah. Because, okay. First aren't Willoughby, right? (laughs) Right. First aren't Willoughby. Yeah. Like bring him up. A lot of people would think he is, way different and crazy they think oh my goodness this, this i mean there is something wrong with the man you know 100 percent. but they would think he was like he's really crazy i mean he is but i mean so they're not wrong really so you you, <laughs> not you, wrong. you think there's something wrong with him i don't think there's and to me it's normal to see people you know, you like know what like when i first came here i was like there's literally something wrong with this man right but the more i spent time with him and the more i, I spoke to him and the more i really understood him i was like he really he he's actually better than a lot of people 100 percent. like there's ncos that you know we're not gonna say no names you know we're not gonna throw nobody in the mud right but yeah no shade um he is 100 percent for the soldiers for the people oh yeah and 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 that's just i don't know i don't know i just like first time really be he just he was a breath, a, a fresher breath air. You know, like a, I don't know, how to say, did I say that right? Breath of fresh air. I said what I say. You said it backwards. <laughs> fresh of breath air. That's the dyslexic coming out. Okay. Hey. Anyway, um, and he just um, reminded me of of the world, especially coming from AIT basic training. I was in, a, I talked about it before in the podcast. I was in a conflicted mind state of like, of 
what I expected. I, like, I don't want to talk to anybody who didn't understand me or who wasn't similar to me. And coming here and just being so much more aware of just diversity, right? different people. He put himself in a position to where I'm here. I'm not trying to be anything else. I'm not trying to force who I am on you. Right. I'm just going to be myself. And, and if you like me, you like me. If you don't, you don't. And he was just an NCO who set the standard of what I expected any NCO to be like. And it was hard for them. The he, mother- he was the standard? He was the motherfucker. <laughs> he was the standard, okay? I know he had yeah. I know he had a little mouth, right? He had a little mouth. Little? Oh, he had a big mouth. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. But he genuinely cared about the soldiers. 100%. He cared about us, and he knew what the hell he was talking about. Yes, he did. He did. And after he left, I was like, okay, well, y'all got to... What, what, what's going on? Because they don't make him like that no more, okay? So. Yeah. He went through a lot, though, mm-hmm. to get where he is. Yeah. Like, he was probably, I think he was one of those soldiers that they thought that, damn, he been through a lot. Mm-hmm. I think we need to, I think he kind of deserves this yeah. promotion, right? Like, yeah. I'm sure he did his due diligence to get what he needed done. He is that kind of person, right? Mm-hmm. He likes to be boots on ground doing what he needs to do. But that, he's normal to me. Like that is a hundred percent. That is a normal. Like that is people where I live. They act like that. A mm-hmm. lot of the older men around where I live act a lot like him, mm. right? And I've had conversations with him where I thought I was just talking to my uncle. Yeah. Right. Like it. Same vibe. Same like everything. But for you, it was totally new. Yeah. But I think since he maybe didn't deal with me specifically, my kind of person, he was in the military for so long, so he was there from how it was before, like it was like the same kind of people or, or the yeah. same mindset till till now. And he didn't let what was be what is right now. And Ooh. I love that for him. I remember we had a conversation um, for somebody's going away. It was maybe his or maybe Sergeant Gote's. And he had a speech and he, he acknowledged that we are all going through something. We're all different yep. people. And that he's proud that each and, each and every one of us, he highlighted um, Green for his business. He just said so much about different people and, how we're all going about life differently, but some reason our company, we just we we just did the damn thing. Mm-hmm. Like we were just literally unstoppable. I know that I felt in that moment like we could do anything. Okay. 100%. Like what what's the mission? Cause we gonna motherfucking do that shit with fucking flying colors. Cause we was a family. And now what we got is a separation. Yeah. If we didn't have a separation like we got now, I'm sure our operations would be running a hell of a lot better. Mm. Don't get me wrong. There was kinks, right, mm-hmm. in the family, and there will always be kinks, 100%. right? Some someone's gonna say something, someone's gonna do something, but that's that's on the family, right? That's mm-hmm. that's why we don't have some of the things that we used to have, like mm-hmm. the vehicles, yeah, right. Some of our you know people above us made some mistakes. You know, some of the people below also made those same mistakes, but yeah. they they above us. We expect them not to do stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, I was watching this TikTok of. This she's acting for a star, and I don't know if she's um, I don't know if she's she's leaving in six months. I don't know if she's like she doesn't have the first sergeant rank. She's acting first sergeant, and her name is sergeant first sergeant green, and she was talking about how she was in this this leader meeting, and they were like, okay, well I want to hear about you know they always at the end. I want to hear about what what you got to say you know after the meeting, right. and she was like, um, we don't hold leaders accountable anymore. Like, no. or we never did really. They, they, it was like, of course, when it gets to the extreme of, you know, something like big happened, of course, you know, but like the same way they hold us accountable, they don't hold them accountable. Leaders can do things worse than what we did and, and, and they can, they can go away, get away with it. And it's like, I don't like, we don't like that. I don't like that. I think if we had more opinionate op- opinions about lower enlisted over I guess like the higher ranks, right. there would be a more of an understanding of what we're coming from and how we see what's going on. Because they think it's like, oh, okay, well, when you, I know one time there was one moment when um something like crazy happened and everybody knew. I don't remember what the situation was, but I knew that it was something in the company where something was happening and it wasn't right for the lower enlisted. And I brought it up to the commander. And the the one thing that he said was, when you become a leader, just don't do what they did. And so it's, it's like, okay that they're doing it. That's what I'm saying. I, I, I didn't, and it really made me mad. It really, uh, it really made me upset because I was like, 
Yes. If I become a leader, I'm not going to be who they are, right? That's why. That's how you learn who you want to be from people who you don't want to be like. Right. But I don't. We don't need to let that be an excuse for them continuing on. Well, just don't be like them. Well, what about right now? Because right. that's who they are right now. It's like I don't like that, and I don't think it's fair. I think that we need to have more honest conversations. A lot of people don't even know that there's a reverse counseling. That you can do a reverse counseling on your NTO or your higher ranking person. Like I got how, one how are you up. doing? I need to do one. It's 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 sitting ready. Because mm-hmm. they it's always well, what Smith, what are you doing? Like, I want you to do this and I want you to do that, but what are you doing? Right. You know, when I was in these um positions when I was in high school and doing all these things, I never wanted to make people feel like because sometimes it was challenging when I asked them to do something, but I was never the person to say, Okay, well, if you're doing that, I don't need to do that. I don't need to be above the standard. If if I'm asking somebody to do something, I need to be able to do that at least the same or more because I'm the one above them. But these people expect you to just do this and do that and do that and do that. These unrealistic goals that they set for us, but they can't even achieve the minimum for themselves. Right. And that's like, I think one of the biggest downfalls of the United States of the, of our army. That's why a lot of people aren't joining the military. And that's why some people are leaving. Look at staff side. Mm. Right. Staff side. I brought up an issue to him. Mm-hmm. And, I don't know if you were there or not. You might have been at an appointment or something. No, you were there. You were no, there. In the, in the, yeah, yeah. In the, in the break room. Mm-hmm. Um, I brought it up to him but like that morning. I said, I have, I have a counseling written up. I don't know if this is like the correct route, but if there's another way to fix it, I would like, I would rather do the other way because mm-hmm. I'm trying to better my NCO for her and for us. Mm-hmm. Right. And he brought it to all of us. Like, like that day, mm-hmm. he brought it to all of us. And then we had a chance to voice our opinion. Mm-hmm. Now, some people are scared to voice their opinion. Yeah. Right. Some people don't want to say anything because they don't want to be the trouble. Mm. But if you don't say anything, your problems won't be fixed. Mm-hmm. So when we had that conversation, um, he went up immediately after and talked to the NCOs. Mm. Like that day, it all got situated in that day. Mm-hmm. And being honest, since then, has she acted better than she did before then? She's acted better 100%, but it wasn't... Um, I understand when, when you when, when you have a conversation with somebody, say they're stuck in a way of, of doing something and maybe they don't know, maybe they do know. Right. Either way, it's going to take time for them to to come up out of who they were before. You know, it's not like a thing where like... It's not you, instant. Yeah, you snap your fingers and you wake up. So I was going to say I've seen improvement, but she's still done things that... But it's far less frequent it's than far it was less, before. Yeah, that's what I understand. And and I have to just sit back and think about what I'm saying and who I am and am I the reason why a lot of people can't change? You know, am I... Because when I I made a um podcast episode when I first started um it was when I was most conflicted when I had the most resistance about try, saying I was for the people but I really wasn't I wanted people to understand my side of what I went through yep. and it was my only way like no this is how I feel and it's your fault that I feel this way and I'm like this is your fault you know I was like very I was playing the the victim yeah. part and I made a podcast meeting people where they are. Like understanding who this person is right now. That's who she is right now. But we have to be okay with not not accept her actions, but accept that something made her that way. Right. Something conflicted her to feel where she feel like or anybody conflicted them to feel like they had to act this way. That's why when I say trauma or something happened to somebody, we don't realize that that could be a trigger. Yep. That they could be going through something that is causing them to react and treat people that way. So I just wanted to say that meeting people where they are was a a perfect highlight of my current situation. And it's something that it, it goes about my life every second. I have to sit and think about, am I the reason why the world isn't changing? Because I'm stuck on this is who she is and she's never going to change. Well, next time, right, if you have, let's say you get tasked with something that might be like unrealistic Mm -hmm. or um, you're given too many tasks and you, you can't handle that in the moment. Um, Hey, sorry. Um, Can I talk to you in private real quick? Take Mm -hmm. like five seconds. 
bring her, bring the son over. Hey, like this, this is my dilemma right now. Yeah. Is there anything that we can do to fix this dilemma? Um, like I will, I will do the best I can to get whatever it is done, but there are some things that I'm limited to. I can only do so much right now yeah. due to these circumstances. And what I think personally, a good NCO would understand hundred percent work with you. Like, okay. Um, we can find someone else who might be not doing anything yeah. or, um, there's too many people in one area, right? Like we don't need three people in residue yeah, or crazy. two people, even one yeah, person it's for fine. paperwork and pull someone, right? Hey, that we need this done. Okay, cool. No problem. Like, um, I was asked to, during my working day, um, I work at UTF, so I'm busy all day. Right. But, um, one day I was asked, Hey, can you get this? Um, I can't remember if it was a 3151 or, um, what is the, the transfer document? Uh, 5115. 5515. 5515. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The 5515 for the AHA at the same time where, um, they wanted a detail. They just wanted, they wanted me to do it. Mm Mm-hmm. And then I would send it up to Sergeant, and then Sergeant would sign it, saying they did it, right? When that's their task, mm-hmm. but I was tasked out to, uh, what's that word? Delegate. I was delegated to that, mm-hmm. and then they take the the responsibility of it saying that they did it. Mm. Now, that could be a good thing or a bad thing. It's a double-edged sword, yeah, yeah. right? It turns out great. It makes the NCO look, look good, better. but there's no credit for you. Mm-hmm. It turns out bad, right? The NCO takes the fall, and you don't have to deal with anything. Or they'd be like, well, I told this soldier to do it, and that's why. That's why it's messed up, yeah. right? So it could be on the NCO to accept it if there's an issue. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, yeah, I did. I did this, right? Keep looking out for the soldier. I'll fix it quick. Yeah. Right. Or if it's good, this soldier did it. Right. It's not. An NCO can take a lot more hits than a lower enlisted soldier. 100%. And that that goes back to um, accountability. Like they don't 100%. have enough accountability and leadership. And then that goes into the state of our country. You know, when we have these authorita- authoritarian positions of leadership and just like parents and all this they're so conflicted when when you have a um an opinion that's not theirs yeah they feel like they're being attacked oh i can't oh i can't have an opinion it's like why do you feel like me saying how i feel invalidates how you feel because we can have opinions but there are opinions that's our perception of life you know i had to get to the point where like well this person this is how they lived you know, like this is how they live. When you know that like, we can, we could talk about the the situation right now about the the the, the second one. Let's talk about the second one first. About when I was in the office in Green's office, we were just sitting there, right? And you were on the, you got on the phone with somebody. Oh, okay. And yep. you said that word. Yeah. And in the moment, I was so I was so angry, right? Because I was like, I like I looked at you in your eyes, and I knew that you didn't you didn't mean to say that right there. No, I. Let me tell you I felt so bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was like, he didn't mean to say that. This is going in my head, right? Right. And you apologize, but there there was so much emotions going on. I was so angry. I was hurt because even though I know you didn't mean it that way, and I know that you were just saying it because that's just the way you you were brought up. Yep. Um, I just I dealt with it on a level that was so traumatic before I came to the military. Right. That just, it just really, just messed me up. So, and I, I had to sit down because I was talking to um, Sergeant McLeod, I was talking to Sergeant Patterson and they were trying to get me to understand that people live different lives. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's, you know, okay to, you know, say the, no, the F slur. but it was so wrong yeah, for yeah. me to do that. I, I completely understand and mm-hmm. I knew it as soon as I said it. Yeah. And I still, I'm, I'm super sorry for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's something that me and you, right, 
that we can work on together. I mean, there was a point, right, for a, for a long time for for both issues, right, mm-hmm. that you just would not. Yeah. Right? I'm trying to, like, fix it, apologize, <laughs> do what I can, right, just so we can be on a decent basis yeah. to where I can at least speak to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't getting through to you. Yeah, it and wasn't. I can understand why. And I need to work on like not letting these things out, mm-hmm. not letting my just instant thought go out. Mm-hmm. It should be a thought before I let the thought go out. Yeah. Right. Like, is this okay mm-hmm. for where I'm at, who I'm with, who's around me, like my environment, everything? Yeah. I should take everything into account, but I don't think before I act. I just yeah. do. And then. And- of course, yeah, like you have taken accountability for what you know you did. It's also a um a form of accountability for myself too, because of course it's not okay for people to say certain things, right? But I'm my own person and I need to be okay with understanding that a lot of people may not understand exactly right then what right. they're saying, or even if they do know what they're saying, they don't really know what it means. You know, some people, they say the N-word. A lot of people just, they say the N-word and it's like, okay, they're just, you know, it's just a word, right? Right. They don't truly understand what it means. So there were times when I would be so upset and I would be so angry. I was like, I don't care about anything y'all talking about because y'all don't care about how I feel. But I wasn't, I was such in a, a, a state of criticism and not wanting to understand anybody else. So that was the issue for me that a hundred percent. Those things that people say to me was was hurtful, but how how am I opening up so that they can understand me too? You know, this thing you said about the NCO talking to her behind closed doors and you know getting her to understand your yeah. your point of view. Like we need to be able to do that with anybody and everybody, even right. if we don't want to have a, a a a personal relationship with them, just even a work relationship, some level of understanding. Right. This this could be anyone in your life. Yeah. It could be mom, brother, sister, cousin, mother, mm-hmm. anything. Mm-hmm. It could be a coworker. It could be a best friend. It could be someone's friend that you just met and they said something, but you feel like something that you need to be said is expressed. Mm-hmm. Right. And it doesn't have to be an open in front of everybody. Yeah. It can be a quick like, hey, can I talk to you for a second? Or if you need a mediator. Bring that person that might help that connects you to, mm-hmm. right? Come out with you and be yeah. like, hey, this topic's going to be just a quick, it might be a little rough for a second, but I just want this to be understood. Mm-hmm. And it it's applicable anywhere at any point in time for any reason, right? It Like, it could be good too, mm-hmm. right? Like, um, Sarn, like, Sarn does something good, really good, right? Like, hey, Sarn, like... We appreciate what you did here. Mm -hmm. Like, like you've been, you've been exceeding what we thought you would. Mm -hmm. And we appreciate the growth and the, the strength you have to push yourself as an NCO and to kind of like put a positive vibe in there instead of always saying like, oh, this is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong. But like, we appreciate that you're trying and you're doing your hardest. Mm Mm-hmm. And that um, for a family friend or a family, right? Like, I love you. Like, we're really close or maybe we're not close. Like, I want to be close, but this is something, like, I see improvement in. Yeah. It's not always a bad thing. And that's that's the best part about, I think, being human is that we are who we are. Mm-hmm. And regardless of who you are, having a conversation with something. It's something that you can do with everyone. Yeah. Blind, deaf, mute, whatever it is. Yeah. You got sign language. You got text. You got um, shit. That's all you really need. <laughs> yeah. I mean, unless they both, then you got a problem. <laughs> then you need to learn. Uh, what is it? Sign language. Nah. What are you talking about? If they blind and deaf. Oh. Right. They got that. They got so like the finger a, thing. The hand thing. You it's can like feel the prints. on the hand. Yeah. I don't know how they do that. They some amazing people. They can you know, feel with their fingers what, what the thing is saying. Right. That is so powerful. But um, I wanted to go back to the thing before, before the, because the topic, the, the, um, it's about to be a shift. I could feel it. Okay. I want the topic change. But, um, you know how you were talking about us being comfortable with addressing issues behind yeah. closed doors and in front of, and like, and just in front of people. Um, 
I think that goes down to people being afraid of their opinion not mattering. It, it's, it, they're either afraid of it happening because it happened before, or they're just worried that it's just not going to matter. We have a soldier like that. Mm. And but, he, he's leaving soon. Yeah. He doesn't say a single word about anything. It's it's your life. I'm just living in it. Yeah. He doesn't bring up any problems, no nothing. Now it's appreciated by the NCOs. Uh-huh. And that's and that's the topic I said before numerous times. Um the people who say the most sometimes, I mean of course like you know there's like a, a limit to like the 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 shit that you say of but of course. But um just like realizing I I don't, I don't know how to say this. Realizing that the people who who are actually like me or or like you who are saying these things or bringing these things up to conversation, there are some people who think that we're the issue, that we're the problem because we're bringing things to the the to light. Right, and it's it's not the case. I think that I made a whole podcast about covering and exposing. You know, like the differences. Yep. Like you know how everybody just wants to cover. An NCO makes a mistake or a higher leadership. Let's just cover it. Okay, next time. You know, like oh, well, it won't happen again. Or there's not enough accountability. Mm-hmm. But there's people like us who who choose to expose things around us. Like, we're not going to just sit here and just, if if the shit don't make sense, it don't make sense. Let's have a conversation about it. Like, it's like even the leadership, like, they feel like they're just away from it all. Right. Like, there's, they're just up there. Out of my hands. Yeah. Right? Like, we gave you a task. Do it. Yeah. Right? If something happens, that's on you. Why is it on me? <laughs> you, you're the one that's supposed to be in charge of me. Why does that have nothing to do with you? Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's that's crazy. Um, <laughs> that is crazy. Hundred percent. I mean, we got we got people all over the place, and I meet every day. I meet a new sergeant or a new private specialist, whatever. I meet a new person every day working outside. Mm-hmm. They either come in as part of the work, or they come in as someone who's signing, or maybe it's the only two on the job because that's all they got. Mm-hmm. But I learn about every unit that comes through. I talk to him. I get to know him. But if you aren't going to be respectful, if you're not going to understand what we're trying to do for you guys, and you're just being a rude, arrogant, just asshole. Yeah. I mean, I'll find a reason to send you back. <laughs> but I want to get you out of here just as much as you don't want to be here. Yeah. And... Some of the units that I work with, I've met, I've met sergeants that are, they're so kind and like, like wholehearted that it's hard to see that they would ever go to war. Mm. But I've also met sergeants that are so strict and to the point that all I can see them being is in war. Mm. And the in-between is where I feel like we need to be because, yeah, we're soldiers but we also got hearts. Mm, we're also right? people. Yeah, we're people. That's yeah, they it. think, oh, it's, we're machines. We got to be this way. Everything got to be clean cut, like exactly by rudiment. But then there's no conversation or no understanding that we're all people. That's, I think that's where a lot of growth growth is going to happen. When we get to the middle ground of, okay, well, we this is all that we can be. But we also need to be all the, like there's a level of, we need to achieve some kind of skill because we're in the military, right? Right. But it's also a point to where we need to be able to grow as people too. Like we don't need to have this this thing. It's like needs to be equal. You know, it's like, well, one, this thing is too much or this thing is like, you know, it's like have a middle ground of an understanding of what all that we can be and all that we can do. They just want something. And that's another reason why there's so much resistance in leadership is because it's okay to have different opinions about how leadership is run, but it's when they get in these places of, of power and then it's like, well, I want it this way. I want it. It has to be this way, you know, because everybody got a different opinion about how it should be. Right. And then it's like, they don't take into account that we're all people and that what about how we want to do it? They don't ask us how we want things to, to work in the, in the ASP. They just say, this is what they, they send a, a text out. This is who's going to be here. This, why can't we have a conversation? I know it's like, well, we're in the military, but we're changing. And clearly people are leaving the military or not joining. So there's some kind of issue. Like, let's find the issue because it's not what you think it is. Right. Soldiers are, people are too, we've gotten to a point to where nobody wants to go do anything. They don't want to work. Yeah, that's 100% the case too. But 
there's a lot of people who just don't want to be put in positions that a lot of us have to go through on a daily basis every day. So um, until we have accountability for everybody and not just the lower enlisted, there will never be a a a, 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 a dramatic change in the army or just any military. So, well, the army they they changed their slogan back back what it, to what it was before. What was it again? Be the best you can be, mm. right? And how can you be the best you can be mm. if you ain't listening to anybody else? <laughs> because you can't just do it on your own. One hundred percent, right? We we one big team, whether you like it or not, right? We need to learn to work with each other, mm-hmm. speak to each other, mm-hmm. and try to figure out like what can work out best for everyone, yeah. not just the person in power. Yeah. Like, yeah, it looks good on paper. We're supposed to make you look good. That's what we do. <laughs> Words from our staff sergeant, right? We make you look good. But what makes us look good? Yeah. If all we doing is making you look good. Mm. I was talking to Sergeant Emery. Um, before we made the first podcast episode with Chappelle and Green and Rodriguez. Yeah. And we were like, because we were talking about like a lot of meaningful things that we highlighted in the other podcast episode. And she was like, you know what? You need to have Jaeger on a podcast. I said, you know, I, I was already thinking about that, right? But when she said that, I was like, oh my goodness, like this is like a, a sign. Like, you know, we need to really make a podcast. Yeah. I didn't know that we were going to do this one, but like, you know, just us. But I was like, yes, I need to have a conversation with Jaeger because he's the type of person where if he does something, because he's not, he's he, he's human, you know, he's yeah. going to make mistakes. I'm going to make mistakes, but he's the type of person to where, like you were just saying, once we get to a point to where we can understand each other, mm-hmm. where we can say, okay, this is how I think, this is how you think, but you are both willing to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. That's when something can can actually happen and can make something better than what it is now. Nobody want to have a conversation. Nobody want to understand nobody. That's where the issues are. So I think the first thing that we need to do as people and it's a it's a everyday thing. It's a because every day I'm trying and I I fall short. You probably can see me where I don't care enough about in the moment i don't care enough about understanding other people that's you know? usually the end of the day for you yeah You've like had enough my brain can't even process 100%. anything no more and i'm just like you know what just uh. but I, I honestly try every day and it's like one of the most exhausting things i had to do was just trying to heal from things that i had no control of right. you know like just trying to be a better person, not just for myself because yes, it's important, but for other people because we all live together. We work together. Yep. You know, like, why we can't, why can't we make it better for everybody? And soon we're going to be living a hell of a lot closer. How close these barracks is? Oh my goodness. Shit. You thought it was close before. Our rooms are right across from each other. Really? And they down the hall from each oh other. Oh my goodness. We all bought it. Like, we all bought it. We're walking out the room at the same time in the morning, just like AIT. Swear to God. Oh my goodness. You thought this was close? Shit, we about to get a hell of a lot closer. The the one of the things I can say I liked about the military before, you know, before I boom the boom, you know, and get up out of mm-hmm. here. I liked the um the connections that we made. Oh, there were some beautiful connections I made with people from basic training to AIT to here. It's just like it's like so much the connections. And I just when you said about the AIT, how the barracks were in the AIT, I just remember like all the times we would just sit out on the floor and just wait for like yep. you know, room inspections or just to go to bed or anything. It's just like we were all there and we were all just living. I think that's just like the the beautiful thing about it is that we may not all have gotten along, but there was some kind of some kind of environment to where we all could live. I think that was just so beautiful. And now would I go back? Oh no, I wouldn't. Mm-mm. I wouldn't go back to that that place. I wouldn't go back to maybe if not I could, that one. But I can. I don't think I want to relive like exactly relive the basic training or AIT. I don't want to. Like I had the memory. I had the lessons. I'm still learning some of those lessons, but that's it for me. I don't need to go. I don't need to go back. Lord, I hit the mic. I don't need to go back. Mm-hmm. I, I do it. Uh-uh. Because in AIT was my first, like, taste of freedom. No, oh, man. They didn't. We have basic. Mm-hmm. No freedom. None. We know what you're doing from point A when you wake up to point B when you touch your head on the pillow if you're lucky enough to. <laughs> right? And then... When I got to AIT, it was, well, it's so easy. Everything's so much easier. Mm. It still sucks, but it's so much easier than before. And now we're here. And I think sometimes we take for granted how much easier it really is. Mm. 
Hmm. Like if we were still there. Yeah, see? Yeah. With with no, I'm saying with them, with them type of leaders. Oh. Right? They're, the IT leaders? Yeah. In a good way? Like the drill sergeants. Good way? Like I'm talking drill sergeant Colvin. Oh yeah. Drill sergeant Mason. That's that's one of the reasons why it was so it was better because we had NTOs where like they were going through what we were going through. Would you say they'd be a lot like Staff Sergeant? A hundred percent. I mean, Sergeant Sergeant McLeod wouldn't join. He said he wouldn't be it because all three of them is on like the same level of like, like I'm down to fuck around and have fun. Yeah. But shit needs to get done. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's, if they asked us, what do we want out of people in charge of us? Like, because you say you want so much out of us, but what do we want out of people who are above us? We would name those kind of people. And those are the people we would look up to and aspire to be like. Because they just, when you when you with those people, it's not like you got to be, like, you have to force yourself to be more than what you are. They expect you to be more than what you are. But it's not, no, I got to be, I got to make myself uncomfortable. I got to accommodate and just overly, overly give myself, you know? Right. So, I don't know. I really appreciate them. They really made it good. <laughs>